0: Another exciting edition of the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. My name is Matt Casnell and joining me as he does every episode from across the Keystone State is the new third string quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Eddie Provident. What's going on, man?
1: Uh, You don't think that uh, you don't think I could I can outplay Jalen Hurts?
0: I'm not sure you can outplay Nate Sudfeld at this point, my man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I tried to throw I tried to throw a baseball around, not even a football with yeah. my brother-in-law and uh, my on Memorial Day, and I think I'm just now getting my arm back to normal again.
0: Oof, you're gonna have a hard time beating out uh, Nate Suds with your Budsfeld that cannon yeah. of an army's got
1: it's a good thing you didn't leave it at uh beating out because i thought you were going to for a second
0: it's a good thing you were done beating out and that's the end yeah, of the show eddie <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, there it is hey yo uh welcome again to another exciting edition of the keystone coast to coast sports podcast uh available as always on apple podcasts it's not itunes anymore eddie We've outlasted oh,
1: that's iTunes. Right. That's right. It's Apple Podcasts.
0: Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. We've outlasted Apple Pod. We've outlasted iTunes. We won, victorious. Keystone Coast to Coast won. iTunes, nothing. There it is. Mm. So we got a lot to discuss on this week's show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we. <laughs> there's, nothing we going on. there's nothing going on. There's no. Uh, I mean, there's listen. There's this, there's some s- stray sports news trickling in. Um, the lion's share of this show is going to be us doing uh, the second half of the exercise that we completed in our last episode. So last episode, Eddie and I went through every ML, excuse me, uh, NFL and NHL team and uh, talked about our favorite player of all time from each of those teams. And uh, now that that meme is now six weeks old, we figured let's finish it up. So we're going to do our favorite player of all time from every nba and major league baseball team so we'll go through that and and, you know we'll we'll discuss the the little bits and pieces of sports news that have come in potential reopenings you know the the nba season uh might become a disney exclusive property at the end of july uh so we'll we'll touch on all that as we as we go through it uh eddie we we gotta stop meeting like this because the last time we restarted this podcast uh, was at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic which is by the way still <laughs> ongoing uh, and of course not to make light of a, a terrible situation but our timing is impeccable in that we have decided to to do this podcast just a few days uh, after uh, a, a day after a weekend of protests and uh, and that demonstrations and just a scary, scary, and and sort of sobering weekend in uh, across America as as cities across the country react to the death of George Floyd uh, at the hands of a white police officer, in Minnesota. Uh, Eddie, listen, this touches the two. Listen, okay, normal disclosures on these subjects. It's two white dudes doing a podcast. Take it with, take this with the gigantic milk toast grain of salt that you need to. But Eddie, you are of course. You live in the city of Pittsburgh proper. Um, I am uh, live. I live twenty minutes outside the city, but I have a I have a brother that lives in the city. My my wife works in the city of Philadelphia. So just uh, listen, man. Your your general thoughts at this point. Uh, I think it be we'd be remiss if we did not uh, address the 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 <laughs> another major event going on in this country.
1: Yeah, um, I I'll be honest with you, man this has been a rough week because, um, as you know, I, I grew up in, uh, I grew up in the hood. I was the token white kid growing up. So, Mm. I mean, this, this hits a lot of people that I know and love dearly. And I, yeah, man, it's, I don't really have any words anymore. Um, it's disgusting what happened. It's disgusting again, what happened. It's Mm. annoying and frustrating and, uh, you know, just, Mind-numbing that we are here again. That this is, mm-hmm. you know, it just it it almost seems like a semi-annual thing now. That like mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about which, you know, which you know, y- mm-hmm. young black man was killed by the police. And yeah, I don't really, I don't have too many good things to say, and I don't really have too many nice things to say. And I'm,
0: yeah.
1: you know, I'm f- I'm full of venom right now. Just being honest, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty angry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so absolutely, dude. I mean, it's it's such a strange thing because I was I was talking with my my wife about this over the weekend, and it's odd. I, I had a, a bit of an epiphany when we were talking about. Well, you know, boy, this seemed like the reaction to this seems much stronger than it was the last time. And we were talking about, uh, you know, oh well, yeah, maybe it's because people are inside or something like that. And then I realized, I'm like, boy, we just said. This seems much worse than the last time like the, that. We have to have this discussion like, boy, this this horrific police brutality, racially motivated uh, attack is much seems like the reaction to this is much worse than the last, you know, brutal, racially motivated police attack on an unarmed black man. Like, it's just the, the fact that we have this discussion every, like you said, four to six months, you know, is yep. is just is wild to me. And I, I listen you're not turning to the Keystone coast to coast podcast to solve racism in this country. Uh, because I, you know, I've got no solution. Like I I don't know what to do aside from tell people to listen. Uh, you know, obviously I've got ideas as far as, you know, what we can do from a police brutality standpoint, from a demilitarizing the police force standpoint, from making, you know, from er eroding, uh some of the protections that the police have that make it very difficult to prosecute them in situations like this by you know giving people more of a voice by making it easier for people to vote by giving people more more options for uh for who to vote for in their local and their state elections because people you know people are very as you said eddie people are very angry and i think it's it's a combination of anger and it's a combination of the, the 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 quote that that has been passed around by Martin Luther King over the past week, and and millions of people throughout history have said something along these lines: like when you when you shut off people's avenues for communication, when you don't let their voice be heard, when you don't let you know that them participate in the public sphere, eventually there's only one you know, a couple avenues left to go, and yeah. that's kind of what uh, we've seen this past weekend.
1: Yep, and uh, I mean, look, I'm not in a position where I can say. Uh, you're wrong for looting or you're wrong for riding. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, I, I, we, I feel like we have to say this, mm-hmm. at least in Pittsburgh and it looks like in Minnesota, and I don't know what happened over in Philly, but I know that they are seeing the same thing in LA. It looks like the, the rioters and the people that are starting the violence are a bunch of young white anarchist punks. And they're just hijacking what is a... What has been, mm-hmm. what started off as peaceful protests and uh, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, the anger that that gets in, you know, the, that that brings up that you mm-hmm. claim to be an ally and you go to these protests and you don't listen to the people who are organizing them and then you do what you want anyways and then you undermine everything that that protest stands for. I you know like I I get the rioting and the frustration and the and and the when people of color do it because I don't know what they're what they're feeling I don't know what they're dealing with and I'll never understand it so however they vent that after two hundred and fifty plus years of being told that they're they're not equal and being dehumanized however they deal with that they deal with that and i'm not in a place to tell them to deal with it any different but i will call out the white people that are doing it because you're hijacking something that isn't yours in the first place and that i think more than anything is what's pissing me off about this because i have a lot of friends that are putting a lot of time and energy into planning protests in pittsburgh and it's just I, I mean, it's just completely illegitimate, illegitimized when, or delegitimized when, mm-hmm. when these stupid ass white punks mm-hmm. do whatever, do their own thing and run rogue.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the the numbers. It's so hard to get a, a good idea because at least in Philly, Philly's so big and there's so much going on generally. The 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 protests and the riots were generally focused on Center City and Rittenhouse Square on Saturday. Uh, Rittenhouse square is a little bit more of an upscale part of town. And then Sunday, unfortunately it moved to Kensington, which is one of the, the, the most, you know, rundown, more destitute areas of the city really hit hard by the opioid crisis. And so, uh, when it moved there, it was like, Jesus, it's the absolute worst part of the city to be in for something like this. Um, but, but to your point, the, the population is mixed, you know, it's, it, there's absolutely what instigators that are coming in and taking advantage of the situation, um, uh, from outside of the core group of the, you know, the, whatever it is, the black lives matter movement, or whether it's the peaceful, you know, whether it's the peaceful protesters who have been organized in Philly, you know, there's definitely people of, 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 of white, of white color and of, of not white color, uh, who are taking advantage of the situation who are not the people who are trying to peacefully protest. Basically the way it has worked in Philly over the last couple of days is there's a peace There's a peaceful event that starts around noon, uh, lasts until about three o'clock. And then from three 15 onward, the group sort of marches into center city. And then at some point in the mid afternoon, center city just becomes, you know, a war zone. Uh, You know, it it descends into chaos later in the evening.
1: It's exactly what we saw in Pittsburgh to the day. We
0: saw, yeah, it seems like the way it goes. And I mean, I'm immensely conflicted about the, 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 the property damage and and everything. And, and there's two points primarily, first of all, um, because we live in the worst timeline, Eddie, uh, we're, there's still a pandemic going on. Uh, and I, I have a hard time like with the, listen, man, the the, the COVID, the COVID thing's going to spike in two weeks. You know, we just, you know, this is, there are a million things that are playing into the COVID-19 pandemic right now. Um, and there, you know, it, it, it includes the dumbasses in Michigan who are protesting because they want to get a friggin' haircut. It includes the people who want to have barbecues and everything like that. But listen, the, the justification aside, there is no getting around the fact that having thousands of people uh, descend upon the most populous areas of the country, uh, some wearing masks, some wearing not, is, is going to have a negative impact on the COVID-19 pandemic. So this whole George Floyd murder has kicked off and and will probably extend the coronavirus pandemic in in my mind. Um,
1: yeah, the, I mean the likelihood is good. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean it's 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 simply I, I'm not trying to ascribe blame like oh you guys shouldn't have protested for your civil rights because of this pandemic, but I am stating a fact that it's just you know it's going to happen. This is this is a this is a side effect of this happening, and the, the other thing with the protest the 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 property damage and everything like that, there is no. It's got to be made immensely clear that the property damage thing is a is a secondary, a tertiary. That it's minimal in comparison to human rights violations and compared to civil rights violations. But I, I am concerned about the the rhetoric moving from yes, property damage is a shame, but it's the that but it's a symptom of the root cause of of police brutality and racism in this country. I am concerned that the discourse is moving from that to one of. If you have a problem with any sort of property damage or arson, it means that you're a racist. and the the reason I have an issue with that, and I, I, I we're getting way off the subject of, of this sports podcast, but the re, the reason the reason I bring it up is simply because, you know, this is it is not a non-issue that in the middle of an economic crisis, that a bunch of businesses have been, you know, looted, burned, pillaged, yeah. everything like that. It is not a non-issue. It is not the primary issue by no stretch of the imagination. Is it the primary issue here, but it is not a non-issue that, you know, there, you know, listen, I, I could give a rat's ass about the CEO of Sephora or target or Louis Vuitton or whatever, but listen, those the franchises. Yeah. The small businesses. And, and even if you're talking about those big corporations, listen, those, that's, you know, however many dozens of employees, in the middle of this economic recession that don't have a job, might not have a job to go to on Monday. Right. You know, so it's, it's, it's not a non-issue. I don't know what the solution is, but I, but I do know that the expectation that, that you're going to look at that Pete, that is that a group of citizens are going to look at the images that came out on Saturday of, of, you know, business districts burning and, you know, people of all races, uh, you know, including white instigators, you know, looting and pillaging these businesses, you're expecting a lot out of the citizens to look at that and not feel some kind of way about it. Even if that means, even if they, you need to guide them towards the thing of that, you need to guide them towards the idea that this is, this is not the primary issue, that the racism is the primary issue. I think you're just asking a lot out of people to not be, have some sort of fear when something like that happens.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think you said it very well. And you know, it, it's just, I I really hope that this is the wake up call that we need as a society.
0: God, I hope so, man.
1: Because uh, you know what? I told my parents this, I told my wife this, and I'm sure everyone would agree. Um if this if this cop gets off somehow, like if they if they find him not guilty or if he if he gets off with a the bogus charge, you think it's bad now? Yeah. Wait for, yeah, wait for that to happen because it, it that's when it's going to get real bad. And that's that's when people are going to get hurt like that. It's going to be it's not going to be pretty.
0: Yeah, they got it. Man, the fact that they came down, uh, I'm not a legal expert, but they came down with what is a third degree murder charge, uh, manslaughter. uh, And they haven't announced charges for the other three cops that were on the scene uh, when this man was uh, killing uh, an unarmed citizen who, by the way, Eddie, was being attacked and aggressed upon because of use of a $20 counterfeit bill. Yeah, like that that is the 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 crime that that caused mm-hmm. this cop to put a knee to George Floyd's neck. Like it's, is, it's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, like I, I couldn't get I, like twenty dollar counterfeit bill. Like <laughs> give me a fucking break, man. Like yeah, I, man, I just I,
1: I can't make sense of it.
0: No, it's it's a it's a brutal. It's a sad weekend in American history. It's a sad weekend for a year that's been full of sad weekends. Uh, and you know, listen, I. I I don't know, man. I don't know. It's been a rough year. Uh and the, the the sports was something that you used to turn to as a brief uh distraction from this. Uh and uh there's no sports right now to uh to even like tune out for a little bit. Yeah, hey, there's just uh, baseball. There is Korean baseball. There is Korean baseball. And listen, we are we are privileged in in a way that we have that we even have that thought of, man, I wish there were sports to distract myself from this horrific social issue. But like but legitimately, right. legitimately, this was a weekend like when like imagine you, know, you look back at when like 9-11 happened or when like the last economic crisis happened or when there's been, uh, unfortunately, back when there has been these these instances of police brutality against African-American men, uh, you sports were kind of a unifying factor or at least a, a way for people to experience, okay, LeBron James making a statement before a game or, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick making, taking a knee before the national anthem. Sports was sort of a way to integrate different political discussions into conversation. Uh, and we don't really have that conduit right now. We basically just have Twitter. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, so that's, that's all I got. Uh, I'll, I'll allow you to close out if you want, uh, or we can talk about baseball. <laughs>
1: um, no, I mean, I think everything that said that needed to be said is said. And if I keep going, I'll I'll probably say something I would maybe not no. regret, but maybe something that maybe be better off, off Mike.
0: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, man. You and I both, you and I both. Um, all right. Uh, sports news uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, as I alluded to in the beginning, the NBA is looking to restart their season at the end of July uh, in a special, uh quarantined set of arenas at espn's wide world of sports in disney world uh you know fine i guess uh you know yeah why not i mean like i if if the players are okay with it and it seems like the majority of players are okay with it uh you know from the from the few statements that have been made you know fine more power to it uh i think it would be hilarious if the 76ers uh, we're finally, you know, got good and healthy. Ben Simmons will be good and healthy in time for the end of July. It would be hilarious if the Sixers ended up making a miraculous title run the year that the world went to shit and the <laughs> and the, and the whole tournament was played at like, you know, in the Mickey Mouse's backyard. Uh, it would be the biggest asterisk of all time. And honestly, this team deserves it. <laughs>
1: Ridiculous. Uh, I, yeah that that sounds good to me i mean that's mm-hmm. i i don't have a rooting interest in the in the nba i mean i i guess i consider myself a sixers fan by default um, Hell yeah but uh i just want to see sports i yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i mean let's look look like the the freaking like what was that golf tournament that happened with like Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods? That that dog and pony show got record ratings. Like yeah. I don't give a crap about that, but like I probably would have watched it if I remembered. <laughs> um. Yeah.
1: Yeah i I just want to see sports. I I was mm-hmm. out that day. I didn't get to see it. Uh, apparently, Tom Brady sunk a about a hundred yard shot, or with uh. While
0: he split his pants, oh, did he? Yeah, so give everybody a free show. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Uh, Tom Brady also said that he's afraid of Eagles. uh, During uh, during the thing, he said he didn't like Eagles. Somebody got an eagle or was threatening for eagle. He said he didn't like Eagles, which uh, only tells me one thing, Eddie. We're still in his head. Still in his head. (laughs) He doesn't want to play us in the Super Bowl anymore, so we moved to a whole other conference just so he wouldn't have to play us in the biggest game uh, in in sports. (laughs)
1: oh man that's all I can drive from that I'll go with it sounds good I mean yeah anything anytime that that Tom Brady looks bad or looks like yeah he you know he's someone's in his head I'm all for it
0: yeah absolutely listen and I'll give him credit he dropped a couple of real nice putts in the in the golf match uh last weekend just the way he dropped that like the same way he dropped that pass in the Super Bowl (laughs) there it is yeah Nick Fultz caught it by the way Well, Uh, baseball may or may not be coming back. There seems to be still some back and forth from the players union and the owners about how many games they're going to play, what sort of compensation is going to have is going to uh, occur, whether it's going to be prorated or not. Uh, Blake Snell has uh, become a lightning rod a bit because he made some comments about how it's not worth the risk for the players. Uh, I don't blame (laughs) him. I don't blame uh, him if they're worried about about it. it. No. And I think Blake Snell, if I'm not mistaken, has has sort of been uh, uh, historically underpaid. Uh, he he won a Cy Young and uh, had like a real crummy contract from the Rays afterwards. So I think he's still getting paid like relatively peanuts compared to the rest of base, you know, you know, more than, than you and I, Eddie, we don't have Blake Snell money, but Blake Snell doesn't have, uh, you know, Miggy Cabrera or Gene Carlos Stanton money either. So, uh, you know, Blake Snell coming out on the side of the players, I don't blame him. Like, I don't know how they're going to do that. They're going to pack all those players into dugouts or like spread them out throughout the stadium. But, you know, uh, you know, but play the hand you're, you know, play the hand you're dealt, Blake. Go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, again, I, if, as long as it comes back, I don't really care. I mean, sure. you're, you're millionaires fighting with billionaires. Figure it out. Yeah. Get something done. Play baseball. Mm-hmm. Or don't play baseball. And and then, you know, lose a whole season mm-hmm. and be stubborn about it. Like, that's if that's really the way you want to go about it. Go ahead. Yeah. I think that, um, did you see that the Players Association, uh, they, they, uh, they came back with a counter offer today.
0: Oh, did they? No, I didn't see it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was fully prorated salaries with 114 games. Um, players that are uh, considered high risk would be able to not play and still get paid. And if you didn't want to get, if you didn't want to play, but you weren't high risk, then you didn't get paid. Um, uh, hmm. Yeah. There was okay. all kinds of stipulations on it. Um, it was, yeah right so, right okay sounds As like it, the owners are being honestly it sounds like the owners are being petty right but
0: uh, yeah and it's kind of how it is uh <laughs> uh it, it, it seems like you know it's a negotiating tactic but like I did I did hear something similar to that like how players who are at risk might might have an opportunity to step out um which i think yeah listen it only makes sense if you're gonna say well you know you know in the NBA that was the other weird part about the NBA uh guidelines was that they were going to say well any at-risk or uh you know any at-risk employee uh you know can't be you know will be exempt from uh from participating in the nba uh playoffs whenever they start it's like well greg popovich is 67 years old you're gonna tell me the spurs won't be allowed to have their head coach on the sidelines if he decides to bow out like it seems like a weird rule uh but you got to give him the odds for that
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so yeah, I, I we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, there's just so much uncertainty still. Like even with the, with the NHL, like they they announced this plan, but mm-hmm. you know, then right after they announced the plan, they're like, there's at the very earliest we'd be coming back in July 1st. So yeah, um, you know, like I said, I, I'll be interested to see what happens, but I'm not really like holding my breath or getting super excited about anything until, uh, you know, until so you see something,
0: something more concrete. In,
1: uh, until I see p- players actually practicing or you know like doing team right. activities, then I'll then I'll get excited. Uh,
0: and of course, the NHL finally rolled out their plan this afternoon. I don't know if you heard Eddie, but they decided that instead of having a season, they're just going to uh, announce that whoever had the best money puck odds of winning the Stanley Cup Finals at the end of the year would be awarded the cup. So congratulations to the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, winners of your 2020s.
1: Wait, a second, how do they have the best money puck odds? Like, how does that make sense?
0: I don't know if it was money puck, but they there was a specific website that projected the Flyers had the best chance to win the Stanley Cup this year of any of the thirty-two teams based on their their hot streak at the end of the the quote unquote end of the season.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: Yeah, listen, man, I don't make the rules, but thanks, Gary Bettman, for for making the wise choice. Your yeah. thoughts on Stanley Cup champion Carter Hart?
1: Um, boy, he's. Flash in the pan, and he's never going to be good again.
0: Yikes. Wow. So, so young Marc Andre Fleur is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, or young yeah. Matt Murray, I should say. Matt Murray, who should Matt be run Murray. out of town. Uh, yeah. Bring, bring back the flower, Eddie. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, um, any let's other thoughts on sports news or anything like that? Or shall we get to our favorite NBA players of all time?
1: Let's do NBA players. Let's do it. Because I, right, I think at this point in time, we keep talking about what's going to happen. We're never going to get anywhere.
0: This is true. All right. So let's do this. So, of course, uh, there was a, a meme survey, what have you, going around the, the interwebs uh, a couple of weeks ago, asking everybody what their favorite player of all time was from every NFL team. Uh, and we decided to expand that to every uh, all four of the major North American sports. Last episode, we did NFL and NHL. This week we'll do uh, NBA and MLB. So uh, for some reason, Eddie decided that he wanted to do basketball first. So uh, we are going to do basketball to start off with. Um, But I'm going to be nice to you, Eddie. I'm going to swing this out to the Western Conference to start with. Um, And I want to start with the Pacific Division, uh, because the Pacific Division has, of course, the Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Suns, and your Golden State Warriors.
1: That's right. My boys.
0: All right. So as far as favorite players, I, I think we can do this similar to what we did with the other two leagues, which is we'll go division by division. We'll just run down. Uh, That's
1: fine. It'll take me a second because my list is not in divisional order; it's in uh, alphabetical order. Because uh, okay. I, I don't, I don't know divisions in basketball, so I just copied and pasted a list.
0: Okay. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll rattle them off in in relatively. Uh, are they are they alphabetical by team name or by city?
1: Uh, just just do uh, just do division, and I'll find them.
0: Okay, cool. So, um, I'm going to start with the Los Angeles Lakers as far as my favorite Laker of all time. Now, again, you're we are allowed to pick any player of all time from from this uh, from each organization, but I tend to skew towards the players I've I've seen, uh, even if they're sort of role players.
1: Pretty pretty much how mine is.
0: So, my number one L.A. Laker of all time is going to be Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Shaq okay. was my, my favorite of the two Lakers. I was always a Shaq guy, never a Kobe guy, uh, as far as the two of them were concerned. Uh, Shaq had the big personality. Shaq was funny. Shaq was what Dwight Howard always dreamed of being. And also, Shaq was just kind of unfair because uh, he was... He's three dude. He was like 370 pounds. He was enormous, but he was muscular. They changed the rules of the game to make it easier for teams to defend shack. Uh, and I love the fact that he had a very easy kryptonite, uh, which was, you just foul him. And then he shoots 50%. Like the fact that you go through your whole career, uh, I'm seeing it a little bit with Ben Simmons on the Sixers not having a jump shot, but the fact that you go your whole career and just be like, nah, I'm never going to be better than a 50% free throw shooter. The easiest shot in the league, uh, is phenomenal to me. I think that's hilarious. I think it, uh, <laughs> it speaks to the fact that Shaq, uh, listen, he was probably a pain in the ass to play with. Um, but you know, just a funny, funny dude. And I love, I love watching him as a kid. Um, my favorite Clipper of all time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eddie.
1: Uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, okay. I. Maybe it's a little bit more romanticized now with his passing, but sure. Um, uh, I was never a big basketball fan, so mm-hmm. whenever there was a big star in basketball, I kind of just latched onto them when I did watch basketball. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Kobe because he was the biggest star in the game at one point, and that's kind of what kept me interested in hoops. Mm. So, uh, not much more than that.
0: Okay, uh, no, that's 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 valid, uh, and, and you know, listen, Kobe's one of the most popular basketball players in in modern history, really. Uh, so. Going to go the Clippers, uh, the Clippers have not had a lot of recent, uh, I, I should say this, from like the 90s to the 2000s, they've had a lot of, of success. Uh, so, but my, but my favorite Clipper uh, growing up, and I just confirmed that he was on the Clippers at the time that I'm thinking of, but I'm pretty sure he was. If you end
1: up with the same person that I, that I, I put down, I'm going to be flabbergasted.
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the same person. So I, my, my favorite Clipper is Darius Miles. Uh, <laughs> is it Darius Miles?
1: Uh, no, he's my number two, though. Is, <laughs> two, two players: Darius Miles and and uh, I'll tell you mine in a second. Here, okay, that's, I almost put Darius Miles down.
0: So Darius Miles, let, let's let's not uh, get this too confused. Darius Miles was not a good basketball player. No, uh, not at all. But, but, dude, could he dunk? Uh, he could throw it down, man. He, he skied as a rookie and as a, as a sophomore in LA. Uh, and, and again, he, <laughs> he just, you know, he never really put it together as a full-time player. I think his best seasons were when he was with the trailblazers. He finally became a double digit scorer, became a little bit more of an efficient scorer. Um, but dude as a listen as an 11 year old watching sports center and watching this dude yep. just throw it down in LA like that was the first time an LA Clipper had been relevant to me in my entire life like I, you know I didn't give a crap about Lamar Odom or Cory mcgetty like give, give me give me Darius Miles man
1: well that's funny because my favorite player I ended up going with Cory mcgetty ah McGetty. but uh, Darius Miles was a close second man for the all yeah. of the same reasons also uh what NBA game would that have been um NBA, uh, like what?
0: NBA Live 2000 or 2K or 2K1?
1: Yeah, whatever one it was, I remember playing mm-hmm. with both of them, you know, with, mm-hmm. with uh, Darius Miles. But, yeah, Corey Maggette, I like he's one of the names I remember from the from those uh, Clippers teams that were almost good. You know, they were like, yeah. they were getting there. They were like at a couple, mm-hmm. but, you know, again, there's not a lot to pick from and – yeah like i said i don't follow basketball very well so i mean it was down to darius miles and corey mcgetty for me
0: the sacramento kings pick is an easy pick for me it's white chocolate jason williams uh about two or three months ago before uh we weren't allowed to go outside anymore uh my buddy david bennett a good friend of mine came over and and uh we were watching we were watching the sixers game it was me my buddy and my wife uh, my wife eventually uh fell asleep uh because it was late, but. Uh, At halftime of the Sixers game, we queued up Jason Williams' highlights, and we just spent 15 minutes watching Jason Williams' throw. Just absolutely absurd. Uh, No-look bounce passes, uh, no-look behind-the-back passes. Just the most ridiculous end-one hoops nonsense you've ever seen Uh, coming from this scrawny white dude uh, playing for for the Sacramento Kings. He had passing vision like nobody's business. He turned the ball over a whole lot, too. But I've never seen passes complete like that.
1: Did, did I ever tell you the white chocolate story?
0: No, what's the white chocolate story?
1: I'm related to him. <laughs> I, I am, yeah, I, man. I, not, I am dead serious 100%. So am I. You see,
0: you see my pigment?
1: Um, How so are you related I, to Jason Williams? So his wife's maiden name is uh, Kisti. Um, okay. And my grandmother, uh, her... All right, I gotta remember this. My grandmother's mother mm-hmm. is a kisti so my great-grandmother is a kisti okay and his he married a kisti and i believe his his father-in-law is i want to say his father-in-law is my cousin steve uh-huh. and so cool. um i remember when they got married my grandmother telling me that you know her her little cousin that she used to babysit when they were you know when they were little my mom used to help out with um you know, she married a basketball player. And so hmm. it's was like, well, what basketball player? I have to look this up. Cause you know, like I'm in what middle school or like eighth or ninth grade at this point. So I look it up and of course it's white chocolate. And I have always been a white chocolate fan since then. And That's um, funny. yeah, uh, I actually think that, uh, so my, my cousin Bobby that plays basketball now, I, I think they've been trying to get him hooked up with, uh, with Jason Williams. Really? Um, Cause my cousin Bobby's a, a point guard. So, well, they're I trying to that. turn him into. They're trying to turn my cousin into a point guard. Okay. So, uh, you know, my grandma's cousin Steve has been trying to get him in touch with Jason Williams for some pointers and stuff like that. So, yeah, legitimate family
0: uh, yeah, family connection act. there. Yeah. Good on him, man. Uh, is, is is White Chocolate your favorite king of all time?
1: No, but he is on my list, so okay. I had to do some finagling. But my crazy. favorite king of all time is uh, Chris Weber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. I just,
1: I, I, whenever him and Shaq would go at each other, it was, it was just so fun to watch. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the reasons that you said you like Shaq, I like Shaq too. And I also have Shaq on my list for another team. Um,
0: the Boston Celtics.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, he seeing somebody stick up to Shaq and like kind of give Shaq's own, you know, back to him was pretty cool. So I always, I always respected Chris Weber for that. And, uh, you know, I, I have a heart for the guy since he called that timeout of Michigan.
0: There's a, a, turn of the, uh, the turn of the, the millennium, uh, Kings Lakers series were absolute classics. Loved watching them. Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Suns, uh, there are a lot of picks. My favorite era of Suns basketball is the seven seconds or less Suns, the, the Mike D'Antoni's, uh, Steve Nash, Mari Stoudemire, uh, Joe Johnson, Quentin Richardson, uh, Team, uh, but my favorite uh, Phoenix Sun was Sean Marion. The Matrix. Uh,
1: oh, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Sean Marion was could do it all, man. Dude could shoot a little bit. He wasn't a fantastic shooter, but he could knock down the open J. Dude could dunk like nobody's business. He was an incredible defender. I watched him. I cannot remember who they played, but I watched him uh, as he was bra- in his breakout season. Just take over a game. Uh, at both ends of the floor. And the only way that the uh Suns ended up losing the game was he got injured and got knocked out of the game. Uh and that was, you know, listen, that's that's just a random anecdote, but the dude was everywhere on the court. I loved watching Sean Marion play.
1: Yeah, uh that that's a really good one. I kind of forgot about Sean Marion. Um I went with uh probably the easy uh low-hanging fruit and uh Charles Barkley. Yeah, yep. But I mean, I was a 90s kid. Yeah. You know, that's when he was good.
0: So as a sixer, Uh, I refuse to acknowledge that era of Charles Barkley's career.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never had. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair.
0: (laughs) Never played for the Rockets. Never played for the Suns. Nah, listen, uh, Chuck's a a fantastic pick for the Suns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it was either going to be him or or, um, Amari Stoudemire, but I ended up going with Barkley.
0: The Golden State Warriors. Uh, I actually have a few pre Steph Curry picks that I was considering for this one, like uh, Jason Williams, not Jason Williams, Jason Richardson, and uh, <laughs> Chris Mullen going going way back. Uh, but I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with Klay Thompson. Uh, I love watching Klay Thompson play basketball. Uh, I think. It, Listen, Steph Curry is the game changer, the culture changer as far as that Warriors team. He's the face of that, this this Warriors dynasty that is, has that is, uh, manifested over the last couple of years. Uh, and he's you know, one of the best pure offensive players I've ever seen uh, in, in watching basketball my whole life. But Klay Thompson has the two-way game factor, and I cannot get enough of guys who can do both things. Klay Thompson is a knockdown three-point shooter, one of the purest jump shots I've ever seen. Dude's 6'7". Dude defends the hell out of, of two guards and three and uh, swing men. Uh, he's, not a, he's not nearly the ball handler that Steph Curry is, but I love Klay Thompson, and I've thought for years that he would be a phenomenal fit on the 76ers, uh, but uh, but it does not seem like that's ever going to happen, so uh, I will have to settle with picking him as my favorite warrior.
1: That's um, – yeah, I've, I've, he's definitely probably my number two. My number one is Steph Curry. Uh, yeah. I – I am a terrible, terrible basketball player. Um, when I, I had- was in when I was in fourth grade, I tried out for the elementary school basketball team at Bergwin, mm. over in Hazelwood here, and uh, they told me th- they asked me the well, no, they didn't ask me. They told me after the tryouts that they had a spot for me, and it was the team manager. <laughs> Yikes. I didn't even make the fourth grade basketball team, man. So, um, yeah, so I, I always, but so I never really was good at it, but I always had a fascination with the three. Um, and so, you know, Mm -hmm. Steph Curry and just how he, he shoots from anywhere. Just, uh, man, when I started watching him, I actually, when he was at Davidson, when I started watching him and just watching his range, man. And, uh, you know, that I remember that NCAA tournament run that they had in that half court shot that he hit and uh conscious Unreal man, absolutely unreal. And ever since then, he's been my guy in basketball and yeah, yeah, excellent so Steph curry for me.
0: Excellent, excellent pick. Uh moving to the Northwest division, uh, we're gonna start with this. So this division has the Denver Nuggets, the Utah Jazz, uh the Oklahoma City Thunder, formerly the Seattle Supersonics, uh Portland Trailblazers and Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I'm going to start with the nuggets. Uh, <laughs> I could cheat here and say Allen Iverson, but, uh, instead I am going to go, oh boy, there's a, there's a lot of good options for this one. It's not the most recent, uh, superstar, Nikola Jokic. Um, <sighs> boy, I guess of all time Denver nuggets. Um, yeah, I, I gotta go Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I, I, Antonio McDice was a favorite of mine when I was real little, but uh, mellow, in his prime, I loved Nuggets Mellow because he makes me forget about Nick's Mellow. Uh, when Nick's Mellow became uh, complacent and settled for just being the best mid range jump shooter uh, that he could be, uh, he was dynamic in Denver, though, and and with Iverson formed a, a formidable one two punch at the end of Iverson's career. Uh, Mellow was exciting. Mellow made the Nuggets relevant after a while, a, a long period when they were not. And uh, yeah, give me give me uh, Carmelo Anthony.
1: Um, I I cheated. Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson. <laughs> uh, hey. Because I, I had to get my my sixer in, so I couldn't pick Allen Iverson. But okay. um, so I had to pick Allen Iverson somewhere. And right. I mean, honestly, I also cheated later on to fit that pick in. But we we'll, we'll get there.
0: Fair enough. Uh, the Utah Jazz. Uh, boy, I didn't. So here's the deal. I didn't like the Utah Jazz teams in the mid-90s because I was a big Seattle Supersonics fan as a kid. Oh, okay. And the Jazz pissed me off because they kept beating the Sonics in the playoffs. And they beat them two years in a row. They beat them in 95. And then uh, I don't know what happened in 96, but the Jazz went up to the finals again. Um, I might be shifting those two years a little bit, but there were two consecutive years where the Jazz made the finals instead of the Sox. So I actually didn't particularly care for the Carl Malone, uh, John Stockton, Utah Jazz. Uh, so I'm going to go with Andre Karolinko. Uh, Andre Karolinko, AK-47, uh, was one of the best defensive players in the NBA for a considerable period of time. Uh, had very little offensive game to speak of, but he was a big, lanky Russian and again, he had a freaking cool nickname. His number was forty-seven, and his nickname was AK forty-seven. That's a pretty sweet nickname. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I always did like that nickname. Uh, yeah. Very clever. Yeah. Um, Utah Jazz. Uh, I got to pull where they go in the list.
0: So you're looking at Malone, uh, Stockton. Uh, yeah, I got
1: Carl Malone. Yeah, yeah, I figured I did, Yeah,
0: mailman always delivers.
1: Um, hey, I okay. So I tell me if you thought of this before. So Carl Malone's nickname was the Postman, right? Mailman. Mailman. Okay. Mailman yeah. like no delivers. Okay.
0: Because of the low post?
1: No, but Post Malone. The, the rapper, is his yeah. name Post Malone because Carl Malone was a mailman and that's kind of like the post office and his last name is Malone?
0: You know, I genuinely Confinity don't know. Conspiracy theories. I don't know. He, I know he had a song called White Iverson uh because the the uh the the cornrows and everything
1: yeah yeah
0: i do not know if that's the reason he went with the nickname post malone it would not shock me but sure why not
1: I, i bet you that's i bet you that's what it is
0: could be part of it uh could be part of it i don't know um Here we go. So I'm looking at the Post Malone Wikipedia. According to Malone, he chose Post Malone as a stage name when he was 14 or 15. And in fact, the name was rumored to be a reference to the professional basketball player Carl Malone. But Malone, but, but, but but Post Malone later explained that Post is his last name. And he used a rap name generator to get Malone.
1: I think that I cut call BS. I think that's.
0: He went the Childish Gambino route, Eddie.
1: I think Carl Malone, I think had something to do with that
0: uh the Oklahoma City Thunder I'm definitely gonna cheat on this one because I as I said was an enormous Seattle Supersonics fan and my favorite player growing up was Sean Kemp uh and all of his kids no uh Sean Kemp uh was my favorite basketball player growing up the Sixers were not particularly competitive when I was very young uh and cognizant of the Sixers uh but Kemp was exciting Kemp was Superman Kemp was was Blake Griffin before Blake Griffin uh, and unfortunately, his career was cut short by by, by drug addiction and a, a myriad and myriad bad decisions off the court, um, and his his career was stymied as a result. But those years in in Seattle with Gary Payton, with Detlef Schrempf, and and that whole crew uh, was an exciting period of basketball. I loved Sean Kemp.
1: Yeah, I actually had a so <laughs> I had like four or five basketball jerseys that were just like given to me growing up. I don't remember who gave them to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a Sean Kemp jersey.
0: Yep. Same here. That was my but, first one. But but it wasn't the Seattle jersey. Was it the Cavs jersey? It was a Heat jersey. Oh God. I forgot he played for them. I know he played for the Blazers. I forgot he played for the for the Heat.
1: Woof. Yeah it was it was a Sean Kemp
0: Miami Heat
1: jersey. And, that's uh,
0: freaking great. <laughs> but
1: what what's upsetting though is wait maybe it wasn't because did he did he play for the heat
0: i'm sure he did I, he bounced around for a while after he he got a big contract from the Cavs and then he sort of petered out after that um yeah he
1: no I,
0: maybe it wasn't so no it was orlando
1: no okay so i got i had a heat jersey but i don't remember who the heat jersey was and i did have a sean kemp jersey it was the 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 bright green and yellow
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, yeah the emerald green, or is it? Did you have the old yeah. logo, like with the the skyline in the background?
1: The skyline in the background.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you had the older the older style version, like before they went to that emerald green oh. with the weird space needle.
1: Now, now that's gonna bug me as to who that that heat
0: jersey was. Um, I'm trying to think of other one-offs that played for the Heat. I, they uh, I don't know, man. Like.
1: I don't remember. I just, I remember having a, a Sean Kemp Jersey and I remember having a Miami heat Jersey. And I just always assumed it was the same Jersey, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I guess I it know. wasn't.
0: I don't know, man. Yeah. That's, uh, it's going to bug me now. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Who is your, um your Oklahoma city thunder or Seattle supersonics pick?
1: Uh, Russell Westbrook. I uh, yep. just, I think he's the most at was one of the, maybe outside of Giannis. He's, He's the most athletic player in the NBA right now. And he's just, you know, that, that couple years that he had with the Thunder there when after they got rid of Durant, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was he was something to watch. He
0: would average a triple-double for two consecutive seasons.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that, that dude's just unreal. So yeah. I just yeah. really enjoyed watching him play basketball.
0: Yeah, the physical freak uh, moniker is, is a bit of a cliche at this point, point. Um, and it's sort of a loaded term depending on who you're talking about. He is a genuine uh, physical marvel, like a, a, an incredible basketball player and just the dude can, is as fast as anybody I've seen on the basketball court, and a great leaper. Yeah. Um, the Portland Trailblazers.
1: Side note real quick on that uh-huh. Sean Kemp jersey thing. That, that uh, pile of jerseys that was given to me also had a Phillies jersey in it. Who was? <laughs> Lenny Dykstra.
0: Man, you just oof. did you see Dykstra was in the news today?
1: No,
2: the Dykstra, I didn't see that.
0: So Dykstra sued a newspaper for libel, um, and the judge ruled that it was not libel because Lenny Dykstra. This is true. Lenny Dykstra's reputation is so bad that you can't possibly libel him because you can't make him look any worse. <laughs> that, that actually happened a day. In a court of law that's, in the United States. That's good. That's Dude. actually really good. God bless you, Nails, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers, Eddie. Um, uh, this so is
1: I'm, one of the ones I cheated on, but go ahead.
0: Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Uh, obviously, my pick is Sam Bowie. No. Uh, so for the Portland Trailblazers, uh, there are a couple of really good recent picks because they've, they've had a string of really good guards in the last 20 years or so. Um, but I think I'd be remiss if I didn't pick Rasheed Wallace, uh, early career Rasheed Wallace before he fell in love with a three point shot and realized that it was way easier to shoot threes in the corner than to bang bodies down low. Uh, but Portland era, Rashid when he was, when he was rough and tumble, Yes, he was emblematic of the Jail Blazers. Uh, not a, a great period of basketball uh, for the NBA, as far as public image is concerned. But Sheed had attitude, and he was a great low post presence for those uh, for those Blazers teams. He was he was awesome. Again, emphasize when he played for the Blazers. When he played for the Pistons, he sucked, and I hated him.
1: I have Rasheed Wallace on my list, but it's not for the
0: Trailblazers for the Atlanta Hawks, right? Yeah, like two, game, two, two games for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, Trailblazers. Uh, this is one of the ones I cheated, so uh, I got Carmelo Anthony.
0: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> hey, man, he was like a six-man-of-the-year candidate coming off of uh, look, the bench for them.
1: I, I Look, I had to get Allen Iverson in, so I had to not use Carmelo in Denver. But I had to get Carmelo in because he is one of my all-time favorite basketball players, so I had to get him in 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 a Blazers uniform because my Sixers and my Knicks picks were already taken. So you're going to have a Clyde later.
0: Drexler be your Rockets pick or something like you're, just, <laughs> you're shifting guys around to a different team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised you didn't take like Patrick Ewing or something. Um, all right. Uh, listen, all right. Oh yeah. Right. For the, for the magic, right? Yeah. For the magic. <laughs> uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, this is an easy one for me. It's Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was the do everything guy in the 90s. He made the Timberwolves the team that they were. He carried them for a for over a decade, uh, coming right out of high school. Uh, dude was an automatic, like it seemed like he was 2010 and five every single night. Uh, he took on Shaq and Kobe by himself in a lot of playoff battles. He deserved a lot better better than what the Timberwolves gave him, which was like Wally Zerbiak and a bunch of spare parts. Uh, I love Kevin Garnett. He was great for the Timberwolves, and he was the reason why I cared about the Timberwolves as a kid. Then Kevin Garnett, that team would be they, – they would have moved the team to, like, Quebec uh, years ago.
1: Yeah, uh, Kevin Garnett here. Um, yeah. Not even not even a question about it.
0: Yeah. Yep, done. Um, all right, Southwest Division. we got the Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, uh, formerly the Vancouver Grizzlies. Uh, the new Orleans Pelicans formerly the, Oh God. Uh, well, this is gonna be confusing because the Charlotte Hornets are back. So we're just gonna stick with the Pelicans, uh, and, and their new Orleans <laughs> iteration and, uh, and the San Antonio Spurs, um, the Houston Rockets. Oh boy, this is tough. Um, cause boy, 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 boy. Uh, I mean, the obvious pick is Hakeem. Um, and it's probably going to wind up going with, uh Hakeem was a one-of-a-kind player. I have not seen a player with his skill set and uh, close to his skill set until Joel Embiid came into the league. Uh Hakeem had footwork. Hakeem was one of the most skilled and and you know, yeah, I'll say one of the most skilled big men of all time. Like it, where a Shaq beat you with brute force, Hakeem beat you with footwork, he beat you with with touch around the rim, he beat you with defense, he beat you with passing. Um, I love Hakeem Olajuwon. He, I, I was not old enough to fully appreciate his career uh, because you know his his successes came when I was very young uh, or not even in existence yet uh, as a as a wee lad. But give me Hakeem.
1: Uh, same here. Hakeem the dream.
0: Um, uh, down, um, yeah. Do, a, a, any other thoughts on it, or
1: no, no? You pretty much summed it up for me. Uh,
0: Dude, the dream.
1: I mean, he he led those Rockets team. I mean, the only reason that the Bulls didn't run the 90s was because uh, Hakeem and Michael decided to take a break for a couple of years. But, I mean, yeah. Hakeem and those those mid-90s uh, Rockets teams, if it's not for the Bulls, they, they, may, you know, they may have figured out, well, I guess in the West there was a couple other big teams, but yeah.
0: Yeah, the West was pretty loaded around that time. But, you know, listen, there's no guarantee. Like, the, the, the assumption was like, oh, well, the only reason the Rockets won was because Jordan went to play baseball. The Rockets teams were good. There's no guarantee that the Bulls would have beaten them.
1: Yeah, I mean, they probably would have, but yeah, they they would have. I think it would have been. I don't think natural. they would have
0: had an answer for Hakeem, frankly. Like I like you think back to the centers that those Bulls teams had to play. I'll I'll, I'll keep this brief, but like you know, who was the center for this the Sonics when Jordan came back? You don't think was,
1: Worthington is uh, worthy enough against?
0: No, I don't think Luke Longley was good enough to handle that. Luke Longley was the guy they kept the 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 big piece of beef that they kept throwing out there against the Sonics yeah. and the Utah Jazz. But that wasn't a problem because they were going up against like Detlef Schrempf and then Greg Ostertag. Like, it didn't really matter. I don't know if they would have had an answer. For, like, you know, Rodman would have been the guy they ended up putting on Hakeem, and that would have been uh, very interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, so right. d- Dallas, uh, this is Dirk Nowitzki. is it's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Dirk is the, you know, it, Dirk, I... man, the dude was seven feet tall. And made a career out of mid-range, falling-away jump shots from the elbow. And he's one of the best pure shooters in NBA history. Uh, he he basically he introduced a whole era of European basketball players coming over to the NBA when people considered that European basketball players were soft and couldn't play in the hard-nosed NBA. And as it turns out, they were wrong uh, because Dirk Nowitzki ushered in that era. Love Dirk Nowitzki. He's my favorite Maverick. Uh,
1: Luca for me. Ooh, I, I love i love this kid man i i love this kid i mean he's wow. one of my top favorite athletes right now not even just basketball players um to to the point where if uh if i like before the pandemic obviously but if i were just kind of like flipping through channels and there was a mavericks game on i'd stop
0: luca it, luca can do some crazy stuff on the court and it's weird because he looks like he's playing in slow motion uh, Yeah, but, but <laughs> he's not the most athletic guy on the planet uh, but he, the, the jump shot has worked out and boy, he can pass like nobody's business. Yep. He, uh, he is
1: something, man. Um, all right. What do you say we hit the fast forward button and get, the
0: uh, bounce through some of these so we can get the baseball. I'm down. I'm down for that. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, my favorite player of all time is Sharif Abdur Rahim. Uh, he was uh, the only good player when the team was in Vancouver for all those years. So give me the Grizzlies. The Pelicans, um, Zach,
1: I got the Zach Randolph for the Grizzlies.
0: Randolph's my number two pick. Great. I okay. love that. Listen, the off court stuff, notwithstanding, he seemed to, you know, shifted his life a little bit, changed things around and became a, a heart and soul of that Grizzlies team for a while.
1: That's why I like I like the redemption arc. So yeah, Randolph for me.
0: Pelicans. I'm going to say Drew Holiday because he, of course, former Sixer and, you know, he, he sort of, uh, maintained it and blossomed as a, as a member of the Pelicans, a uh, great two-way player. Love me some Drew Holiday uh
1: Zion for me because of the same things I said about Luca if I'm watching TV and I come across the Pelicans game I'm going to stop because Zion's on
0: the San Antonio Spurs the obvious choice of course is Fabricio Oberto. uh no I'm going with Tim Duncan uh Tim Duncan is the best power forward of all time he's the most underrated perpetually underrated player in NBA history I just love the fact that they had you know like the you know they had Shaq called like the big Aristotle you know Kevin Garnett was the big ticket. And then Duncan is so friggin' boring. They called him the big fundamental. Uh <laughs> <the> <laughs> dude made a career out of yep. hitting bank shots and like getting rebounds and playing great defense. But he's the best power forward of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree with
1: everything you said. Tim Duncan and he definitely is by I think in my mind, it's it's not even a question as to whether or not he's the best power forward of all time.
0: All right. The Eastern conference. We're going to start in my Atlantic division with the Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we'll also count the New Jersey Nets in there and the New York Knickerbockers. We will also consider things that are in your trash can for your favorite player of Knicks history. Um <laughs> The Toronto Raptors, favorite one of all time. I could get I could get fancy here. You know, I could say Chris Bosch. I could say Kyle Lowry because the hard-nosed defense. I could say Kawhi Leonard if I want to be a smart ass, but I'd never do that because it hurts my soul. Uh it's it's Vince Carter. Vince Sanity ruled the 90s, ruled the early 2000s, And it wasn't just the dunking. The dude was a great pure offensive player. Yeah. You he could was. shoot the lights out from three point land.
1: Yep. Yeah, but when you jump over a seven foot player in the Olympics, uh, I go Vince uh-huh. Carter.
0: Yeah. Vince Carter for sure. The Boston Celtics. Uh, I'm going to go cliche here and say Larry Legend, Larry Bird. Uh, Um, Larry, great all around player. Yeah, I I have the answer. Oh, wait. Your wait. Your answer is the answer. Yeah, that's that's Allen Iverson. Oh, oh, I thought. Oh, I I thought you were saying. I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss a period of Allen Iverson's career when he (laughs) played for the Celtics? That, All right, was Larry right. that
1: was his nickname, right? Paul, Paul Pierce's nickname.
0: Uh No, that that was Iverson's.
1: Nickname. That was Iverson. What was uh, Paul Pierce's? Pierce's was the tr- nickname. I think it was the truth. The truth. The truth. Yeah. That's right. Um, how dare you? I was you? so excited about using that 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 pun, but no. how Paul dare Pierce. you?
0: No, 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 no. The truth is uh, is Paul Pierce's. Yeah, nickname. the truth. But no, it's a good pick. Uh, Paul Pierce. Listen, I, I want. I'd like to think that the Sixers made his career because we passed over him in the draft to draft. I think it was Larry Hughes. And uh, Pierce kept a chip on his shoulder the, the rest of his career because uh, the Sixers and several other teams passed him over. But he's an excellent, excellent Who player. Um, Who's next? The Philadelphia 76ers, by law of the municipality of the of the city of Philadelphia, I am required to say Allen Iverson for this pick, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, Allen Iverson is the first time as a young basketball fan that I was ever excited to watch the 76ers. Surprisingly, Clarence Weatherspoon and Jerry Stackhouse and Sean Bradley were not cutting it for me as a young basketball fan. But Allen Iverson brought attitude. He was the dude was like five foot nine and 110 pounds soaking wet and just threw bodies every single night, battered into people. And the other thing that I I need to emphasize how great Iverson was for this period, because as a volume scorer who shot 41 percent for his career, the dude is not made for this NBA. Uh, He was an okay three-point shooter. He was an okay defender who got a ton of steals because he gambled. But, boy, he was so much fun to watch. And he dragged some absolute piss-poor Sixers teams, including the one that made it to the finals. He's my favorite Sixer I've ever watched. Uh, And that includes Embiid and Simmons and all those guys. There's no touching Iverson as far as entertainment and what he meant to me as a basketball fan.
1: Well, I'm going Joel Embiid because...
0: He's That's my an favorite
1: basketball. Uh, he's my favorite basketball player outside of Steph Curry right now, and I, I you know, uh, like I said, Luka is one of my favorite athletes, and I, I love watching him play. Same with Zion. Um, Steph is a, probably going to be my favorite player until he retires, but cl- a very close number two is Joel Embiid because of just how fun and how hilarious uh, he's just he's great.
0: I um, love him, man. I love uh, I love him.
1: And it's it saying a lot because he made me have to shuffle Allen Iverson to the Nuggets. So I I've loved Iverson growing up too. So beautiful.
0: I, I'll tell you what, listen, if, if Embiid Embiid could very easily be my favorite Sixer ever by the end of his career, depending on how things shake out. I, 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 he is so much joy. He brings so much joy to the court. I love it. Um, the Brooklyn nets. Oh boy. Uh, boy, favorite net of all time. Ay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, pfft. I guess I'll say – no, I can't say – I was going to cheat and say Dr. J because uh, he played for the ABA Nets, but I feel like that's, again, a sin against my 76ers. So I'm going to say Jason Kidd. Same here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jason Kidd.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, can't go wrong with him. Um, the New York Knickerbockers. A lot of good picks on this one. Um, I liked the early ni- early mid-90s Knicks. Uh, I, was, I was a fan of theirs. I was not really a fan of Patrick Ewing, though. Uh, but I will say that I was a big fan of John Starks. Give me John Starks is my favorite Nick of all time.
1: I'm going uh, Patrick Ewing.
0: Mm, Patrick um, Ewing.
1: Mostly because of Space Jam, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I too like the part of Space Jam where Patrick Ewing had his talent sucked out and he was a flopping yeah. mess on the court. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, uh, genuinely, my favorite thing Patrick Ewing's ever done in his career is that Snickers commercial from like 15 years ago. Uh, the What's Up, Ryan commercial. Do you remember this?
1: The
0: no. Get, get dunked on by Patrick Chewing. <laughs> is, this just like this ran- is this this random schmuck? Started- yeah. Is this- yeah, it's starting
1: to come by the Patrick Chewing thing. I, uh, yeah.
0: Is this is random schmuck eating a Snickers, and then he's on a basketball court, and he looks up, he's like, Patrick? And, you know, a white, you know, undershirt-clad Patrick Ewing going, What's up, Ryan? And then he just, like, mows him over and throws down a dunk <laughs> and goes, Oops, and walks away. Ah. That's the whole commercial
1: i'll throw you for a loop here. are you ready for this uh um, right, there are speaking of space jam patrick ewing is not the only player from space jam that's in my list uh, and, uh, uh there, are, there right, are two more that. there are two more players from space jam that are on my list
0: um Okay, I, I have a guess for one of them. I, I'm pretty sure and I know one. We already one of them.
1: said we already said that the Celtics is Paul Pierce, so that yeah. eliminates Larry Bird.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not Larry. Um, all right, I, I have a pretty good idea about what one of them is, but I want to see if it comes up. Um, all right, moving to the Central Division. This is the I mean,
1: one. of them. One of them is obvious.
0: Uh, we well, already said Chuck. Um. Right,
1: but I got two more.
0: There's there's two more. still two more. There's two more. And Dude, wait, one of was them fun. is super obvious. So there were five players who had their talent sucked out of them. Oh, right, oh, you're, oh you're counting. Players. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. But I, there's two I, more. There's two more. So one of them is MJ, I and I, I think I know who the other one is. I think I know the other I'll, one.
1: I'll be interested if you get – I'll be impressed if you get it.
0: Um, all right, so uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana Pacers, Chicago Bulls, Detroit Pistons, and Cleveland Cavaliers are in the Central Division. Uh, for the Bucs, I have uh like PTSD about the Bucs because they came very close to eliminating the Sixers the year we went to the NBA Finals. Uh, so I'm very skittish about seeing like Ray Allen or Michael Red or anybody like that. Um, but but I'll say Giannis Antetokounmpo because Giannis is is every tool you could ever ask for uh, for an NBA player, and he is a blast to watch.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, my my big, I guess my my guys right now, current NBA players are Embiid, Curry, uh, Doncic, uh, Zion and Giannis. Uh I love like that would be, you know, that's like my five favorite players. So mm-hmm. my fab five, if you if you will.
0: Fab five. Um, the Indiana Pacers. Whew. Um I, again, I had a hatred for these Pacers teams in the nineties because of the way they played the Sixers and we, they routinely beat the Sixers in the playoffs. So I I can't say, uh, you know, like Reggie Miller, Jalen Rose, uh, Dale Davis, any of those players can't, can't go with them. Um, But I will uh, say that as far as more recent players, I'll say Jermaine O'Neal, because he's the only player (laughs) off of those, uh, off of the mouse at the palace team that I can still stomach to say that I liked
1: yeah that's a good one uh i'm going reggie miller i i told you i have a fascination with the three-point shot it's so miller time yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so good reggie you. miller for me all right uh the chicago bulls i think this one is pretty obvious you know you can go through a, a whole roster of players but it's obvious that we're both going to come down on zach levine derrick so no well derrick rose is actually uh, Listen, man, they that was as close as anybody in Chicago treated uh, a player to MJ was uh, the first couple yeah. of years of the Derrick Rose experience. Uh, but it's MJ. Yeah. Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah, that's the whole reason why I even watch mm-hmm. basketball is Michael Jordan.
0: Oh, and Tony Kukoc, obviously. Uh, yeah. coach, Kukoc. 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 That's right. Former Sixer great Tony Kukoc. Kukoc. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh the Detroit Pistons uh boy I hate the Pistons dude I just fucking hate the part of my language dude I just (laughs) cannot stand this basketball team um I'm gonna say Rodney Stuckey because he sucked so no uh uh favorite Piston I will go I'm gonna go the local boy Richard Rip Hamilton uh Coatesville legend Rip Hamilton uh he was you know a good he was the only guy who was like the pure scorer on that that pistons team that beat the lakers like everyone else on that team just played defense and rip was the only one whose job was to just score uh so yep. give me him
1: uh rasheed wallace yep Good i had to move him out of portland because i had to pick carmelo at
0: portland so i had to uh, get
1: him in there as a piston
0: the shuffle that you're at least rasheed makes sense because he won a title with them but the shuffle you're doing with a lot of these players is really
2: something
0: <laughs> uh, all right are you picking anybody but lebron is your favorite calf yeah. Uh what was it? EO? I don't like LeBron. Oh god. Yeah, you don't uh, like LeBron.
1: Uh I'm going Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> oh, go to hell. Cause I had to get yeah. him in. I had to get him in because <laughs> I, I picked I, I picked um Kobe as a Laker and
0: Didn't Darius and Miles I, played I, for them too. You could have picked Darius Miles.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. Jesus Christ. All right. Your favorite Cavalier of all time is Shaquille O'Neal.
0: He's like, I'm I'm going to get a ring for the king. Got my ring. Give it to the king. Uh, All right. The Southeast Division, we have the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, the Washington Wizards, or the Washington Bullets, Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. We will accept both iterations of the Charlotte Hornets uh, and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Favorite member of the Miami Heat of all time. Uh, this is where
1: white chocolate comes in for me.
0: Oh uh, yeah. 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 That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um, you know, that was, that was not prime career white chocolate, but I, there were some highlights of his. From I my had end. to get him on the list. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'm struggling. I, I am going to go Alonzo morning on this because I don't want to pick Dwayne way. Dwayne way was a great player, but he's too obvious. And I loved Alonzo morning when I was watching uh, the NBA growing up. Yeah, uh, a good, good all around player. Uh, Orlando Magic, your favorite member of the Magic of all time. Um I have a I have an off the grid pick for this one, so I want to hear what you have to say first.
1: Um so I had an off-the-grid pick uh for them, but then I went on the grid. Uh it was I picked Penny Hardaway.
0: Ah, okay. All right, all right. That's a that's an excellent pick.
1: I I almost um well, who's your pick, and I'll tell you who I almost picked.
0: Uh, so my 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 off the grid pick. I was gonna go. I was I was very close to going Tracy McGrady until about two minutes ago when I remembered this guy and remembered how much I love watching him. It was Jameer Nelson. Uh,
1: <laughs> that was my off the grid pick. There
0: it is, dude. <laughs> the Saint Joe's product. Saint Joe's?
1: No. Uh, it was NBA. I don't even remember what year that what what game that was. But it was something about Jameer Nelson's uh, three-point shot. Uh-huh. I couldn't miss. I could not miss with him, like on on the game. Like what? Yeah. How, however, his shot was like his timing on his shot. Um, I couldn't miss with him. So I would always like create a player and put him on the magic, and it would just be like you know me at shooting guard and Jameer Nelson at mm-hmm. uh, point guard. And- I do-
0: yeah, Raining threes. <laughs> he was a pretty, he was a pretty good three point shooter. That was never his, the big part of his game. But the fact that, listen, again, this is local bias here, but the fact that he carried that St. Joe's or helped that St. Joe's team make it as far as they did, made it as a number one seed. Uh, and then it was like, well, geez, you know, he just lucked into, it. you know, he's, that's a great story, but he's never going to make it in the NBA. And then he carved out a, a very nice NBA career uh, and was a, the, the starting point guard for the magic for a decade uh, you know, love, love Jameer Nelson. Great underdog story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Penny Hardaway for me just because he yeah. was, you know, he, he was like the the big deal in the nineties and uh-huh. you know, it was everything penny. And I remember like getting the Penny Hardaway card and the cereal box and yeah. you know, like all that stuff. So, Oh,
0: I've got to make a change. Rip Hamilton's not my favorite piston of all time. It's grand Hill. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's Grant Hill was, was was my guy, uh, and because I'm not going to pick him for the for the Magic, I'll take him for the. Uh, there you go. The um, all right, so, um, oh no, no, no. What's next? Uh, the Wizards or the uh, or the Bullets, whichever you prefer. Um, I could sneak and see. Didn't C-Web play for the? Web played for the. For the for the bullets, I think right. You're asking the wrong there. person. No, no, no. I think he got drafted by the bullets. If I'm remembering this correctly, uh, yeah, bullets and the wizards. Uh, yeah. So you played for them for four years. Yep, 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 yep. Give me Chris uh, Weber, Bradley Beal for me. That's right. Uh, I love.
1: I, I really like him too. He's do. he doesn't exactly crack my top five, but mm-hmm. I like watching Bradley Beal play. he, he is a uh, he's a baller. He is he's like like just a big muscle. You know, he's just. Yeah, and he's he's physical. He's you know I like him. I
0: excellent three I level four.
1: Yeah, I know that he said that he wanted to stay in Washington, but yeah. I, for his sake and him getting a ring, I hope that uh, Brooklyn gets him.
0: That, I absolutely agree, and I think Mitch Richmond. I remember this now: the Wizards trade uh, traded Mitch Richmond. Uh, traded Chris Rebber straight up to the to the Kings for Mitch Richmond, uh, if I remember correctly, because Mitch Richmond was also one of my favorite players growing up because I, had, I was like the one guy I had a basketball card. Gotcha, okay. Uh, moving on. The Charlotte Hornets. Um, I'll let you go Travis. Baron Davis.
1: My okay, good. You didn't steal my thunder.
0: No, 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 no. It's Baron Davis. Uh, I, Baron Davis is a, you know a- excellent point guard, tenacious, uh, great attitude, loved him on the court. Baron Davis. Okay.
1: Mine is Muggsy Boo.
0: I knew it. I knew that was going to be your other Space Jam guy. Muggsy, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, so
1: I, I've i never been to an NBA game. We were supposed to go to one in Philly, but the no. uh, pandemic hit.
0: Yes, we were so close. It was like the weekend <laughs> yeah. that the pandemic so hit. We Eddie said, and I were yeah, supposed we're to be together. That
1: weekend, we were going to go to Philly, and it was like, okay, maybe we're not. Maybe there's no um, basketball. But my my dad went to one NBA basketball game and it was the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, like a work trip that he went on. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, he, I guess Muggsy stole the show that game, and he was mm-hmm. telling me about it. And uh, like ever ever since then, I was like, oh, I'm a Muggsy. And then he was in Space Jam. And like, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. is a new Spud Web. We <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, boy, there's a there's actually a surprising number of good picks for the Hawks. Uh, Dominique Wilkins is close for me. But listen, no 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 it's Dikembe Matumbo is my favorite hawk of all time uh phenomenal defender just just I, I appreciate what he did for the 76ers uh closer to the end of his career um but dude there was no better post defender than Dikembe Matumbo for about a decade
1: yeah I went Dominique Wilkins because of the yeah. dunking and yeah. just like the you know he was he was the guy in the late 80s early 90s and it was cool to watch him I didn't get to watch him but all the highlights you know uh-huh. Dominique for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, excellent pick. Excellent pick. All right. We did it, man. We did every one of our favorite players from every NBA team. And now it's time for baseball. you ready for baseball. All right. All right. No, I uh, do
1: have this by division. So. You have this
0: by division. We're, well, so I, I dictated the way the last one went. So where do you want to start with your favorite baseball uh, players of we'll all time? We'll
1: just run down the list. We'll start with, our, with the Central. Uh,
0: NL Central. So I got uh,
1: yeah, NL Central. I got the uh, – start off with the Reds. Uh, Barry Larkin for me.
0: Ah, shoot. That's a good one. I was going to take Barry Larkin. I think I might still say Barry Larkin. Screw it. Yeah, I love Barry Larkin. Level. Yeah, give me we Barry Larkin. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Pirates.
1: Pittsburgh Pirates. For me, it is going to be uh, Ed Sprig.
0: Ed Sprig. No, no, no right. I'm kidding. Barry Bonds. <laughs> Barry, Bonds. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
1: Barry Bonds is my first favorite baseball player, and I can't. I, like nothing in the that has happened in the, with the Pirates since then has really changed that. Uh, The, um, Jason Schmidt got close and, uh, uh, well, what's his freaking, um, no Burnett, AJ Burnett Burnett. and, uh, yeah. And Andrew McCutcheon got close, but Barry Bonds, it'll always be Barry Bonds for me. Uh,
0: it's hard for me. I, I I don't have clear memories of cutch uh, Cutch, uh, Bonds as a, uh, as a pirate. Obviously I, I know the history. I've seen the video of it since then, but I, you know, as a you know, for, for years, I've always, you know, the first thing I think of when I think bonds is, is San Francisco giants. So I can't, I can't go bonds for the pirates. I will go Kutch because Cutch is the, okay. the, the, the first like legitimate, like he had some, some great guys, great players with great tools come up through that pirate system. I feel like he was the one five tool player that came to fruition on his talent as a member of the Pittsburgh pirates. Um, yep. So give me, give me Kutch. Um, and again, has the Philly connection now because he's, he's <laughs> currently one of my favorite Phillies, even though he played like a quarter yeah. of the season last year uh so chicago cubs i got alfonso soriano oh that's a good pick that is not my pick but that is a good pick did you go sammy sosa yeah i did go sammy sosa that's fair look man mid 90s home run home run champion that that race and he was a little bit more of a well-rounded player than mcguire was even though sosa you know was just starting mashing homers in the mid 90s right um but yeah, uh, Sosa loved me some some Sammy Sosa. I love that little hop that he did. Um, you know, cork bat scandal yeah. aside, Sammy.
1: Well, I will uh, I will finish the the uh, home run duo
0: with the Cardinals, and I'll go Mark McGuire. Yeah, yeah. McGuire um, was mine for a long time, and then it was Albert Pujols. Uh, I don't think I. Oh, that's yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Prime Albert Pujols. I don't think I've ever seen a better pure batter. Than Albert Pool, yeah, like obviously he, Maguire you know Maguire was an incredible masher, but like I, were, you are not know, we telling me anything.
1: Before. Yeah, not telling me anything. I don't know because we were in the division with them, and mm. it was painful. Yeah,
2: yeah, yep. Um, um, Brewers, all
1: right. yeah, the brew crew. I got Prince Fielder because that's literally the only person I will pick on that team because I hate them. Not Ryan Braun. Don't even.
2: <laughs>
1: um
0: boy i'm trying to remember who oh who is that shoot i'm blanking now there's a great brewer played in the 90s um and i cannot remember his name right now but i really liked him in backyard baseball uh, uh <laughs> I, genuinely he was awesome
1: oh god why can't I remember his in name backyard baseball
0: yeah yeah 90s best hitters i'm looking at up now shoot who is this um I, Pablo Sanchez. It's not. No, it's not Pablo Sanchez. The secret weapon. Um, no, crap. I can't. Uh, if I, listen, if I can't remember his name, it's not fair for me to say he's my favorite player. Um, Jeff Jenkins. <laughs>
1: uh, Jeff J. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just listen. Uh, I don't know. Really, it's an obscure uh, player. Right, on,
1: I'm, uh, I just pulled up 90s Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, yeah. Kevin Brown. No. Uh, He was a pitcher. Uh, Let's
0: see. Oh, I want to change my... uh, Ricky Weeks is my favorite. I liked Ricky Weeks a whole lot. Okay.
1: Um, Brian, were you thinking of Brian Banks?
0: No. God, why can't I remember this dude's name yet Uh, anymore? Um, All right. I'll think of it. We don't have to dwell too long on the Brewers, but I'll go Kevin uh, Weeks. Ronnie Belliard? It's not Ronnie Belliard. (laughs) (laughs) Ronnie (laughs) Belliard's not my favorite Milwaukee Brewer of all time. Um, Are you sure about that? Uh, yeah, listen, yeah, I, I, I can't identify the player, so uh... yeah. Oh, right. oh G- was it Jeremy Burnett's played for them, didn't he? Who was it, Jeremy Burnett's? Didn't Jeremy Burnett oh, yeah, play for the? Ball yeah, yeah,
1: Burnett's did. Yeah, he did. He did. That's yep. the
0: guy I'm thinking of. Um, he's not my favorite though. It's still Ricky Wicks weeks, but uh, but uh, that's the guy okay. I'm thinking of with Burnett's. Um, all right, moving okay. Di- on.
1: Diamondback, Diamondbacks. Okay, got the uh, NL West. Okay i got uh randy johnson
0: mm, yeah 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 that's a good pick um who else was on that championship winning team um you had craig council you had chill um kurt
1: chilling yeah your favorite your favorite post baseball player
0: yeah yeah i hated him as a philly but love him as a post baseball career uh, political analyst uh yikes um no 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 uh, my favorite was Luis gonzalez uh the, oh, the, that's a good one i great, forgot about him yeah that's great, a good one great hitter from those uh late 90s uh diamondbacks teams Yep. all right
1: hit the game winning uh had the game winning hit uh, sure. game seven of the uh, world series
0: he sure did he sure did man yeah. um all right good, uh, good who's pick. Next? who's next rockies i have an easy one for this one go ahead larry walker
1: good one okay love larry walker um I I went uh, complete opposite here, and I went with player I hate the most because I don't really. There was never a Rocky that I liked, uh, so I just went with the player I hate the most, and this is one of my all time least favorite baseball players. So I figured I'd go with player I hate the most for the Rockies. Tula, Todd Helton.
0: You hate Todd Helton?
1: Yeah, because Why? when I was like eleven, because when I was like ten or eleven years old, I was at at the inaugural season of PNC Park, and I was down at the uh, at the um dugout and i was trying to get uh baseballs off of players and i wanted to get an autograph, todd helton baseball because he was like that was when he was right around like his you know trying to bat 400 season mm-hmm. and uh he he literally looked at me like made eye contact with me and then kept walking and then gave another kid a baseball so ever since then i've hated him <laughs> <laughs> like, like we locked eyes like I, I we we looked at each other and then he just kept walking and gave the other gave another kid a baseball
0: one of the greatest hitters in, in modern baseball you know pure hitters can, and can go to hell can go right to hell uh I have a yes. I have a story about a, a similar player we'll get to them when we get to the team that he plays for but I have a similar player that, that I love but I have a friend of mine who just can't stand because <laughs> he had a, a terrible experience <laughs> with him in person um Dodgers, Dodgers hmm Uh,
1: Clayton Kershaw for me you're gonna see that mine is very uh from here on out it's it's very pitcher heavy
0: yeah I don't blame you um Kurt I I love Clayton Kershaw I think he's gotten a bad rap because of some of the 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 misfires in the playoffs but he's he's incredible
1: well (sighs) man curveball man like I I was a curveball pitcher when I when I was in high school and that (laughs) Uh, Talbot agrees, and my dog agrees with me. Clayton oh, yeah, are a great 12-6 to change.
0: Um, um, my favorite Dodger of all time. Oh, uh, boy. I don't want to use him for this team because I want to use him for a different team later. So I'm going to say Eric Gagne, because I loved closers when I was in uh, That's cool. and, uh, the And Eric Gagne the goggles, and he had that that long lights-out streak. And never mind the steroids thing or anything like that. Nah. But dude was like, lights-out for about two and a half years as a closer. So I'll take Eric Gagne. Good that's a You got some good baseball picks, man. I give you credit.
1: All right, your giants. If you end up with the same Giant as me, I, I just quit this. I quit this whole exercise, and I'm walking out.
0: Uh Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I have a guess. So here's what I'm going to say. My favorite uh, Giant of all time is still Barry Bonds. Okay. And I'm going to guess... That your favorite giant of all time is Brian Wilson?
1: No, damn it! All right, who is it? Pa- <laughs> Pablo Sandoval. Oh man, uh, I love. panda? <laughs> <It was> just- <laughs> yes, like it. I was a fat third baseman. It just makes me feel good. I was. I pitched and I played third base. Yeah. And I was. I was an overweight kid, and so uh, anytime there's a big overweight yeah. guy playing third base, I love it. Yeah. And is just- yeah.
0: Some players play for Pablo Silver- Sandoval. Some players uh, went out there during Silver Sluggers. He went out there for the Silver Plate Special.
1: Uh, that's right, man.
0: Dude could rake, uh, though. Dude could rake. Um, yes, he could.
1: All right, Padres. Padres.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> Padres existed. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I'll be upset if you don't if we don't have the same person on this. Since you said uh, you like closers,
0: <laughs> so you're, you're saying you didn't pick Phil Nevin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's so I, I do I love never, I never heard that name. It's
1: so long.
0: So stupid. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: um, Oh boy. I've got it. Okay. Okay. I know that the answer is Trevor Hoffman, but I have a yeah. funny, I have a very funny pick for this one. And it's Sean Burroughs, the third baseman. <laughs> Here's why. And listen, Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman be damned. Sean Burroughs is my favorite player because he was a, a uh, highly touted prospect coming up and never really panned out in real life. I loved him because he could he, ha- he could hit homers up and in like nobody's business in MVP Baseball 2005, which was the greatest baseball video game of all time. Um, he could hit homers up and in. He had a cannon for an arm at third base. But the real reason that I love Sean Burroughs is that because he never really played out to his potential in San Diego, he earned the nickname from the fans of the bachelor because all he did was hit singles. (laughs) Sean Burroughs, baby.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good.
0: So it's Trevor Hoffman for you, right?
1: Yeah. Trevor Hoffman. Absolutely. I told you it's going to be pretty pitcher heavy here on out. The greatest closes of all Um, time.
0: Can't go wrong with it.
1: Yep. Uh, Mets. (laughs)
0: Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Cologne.
1: That's a good pick. That, yeah. That's actually a great pick. Or actually, hon, is uh, is,
0: uh, is friend of the podcast Jordan uh, Jordan Power listening? Uh, whoever the guy was that Chase Utley took out and broke his ankle. That's uh, that's my favorite <laughs> of all time. Go to hell, Jordan. Uh, Chase Utley's a legend. No, it's it's it's. it's hey, hey, at, least, at
1: least he has at least at least Jordan Powers gets gets to look forward to seeing uh, uh, Noah Syndergaard this year. Oh, yeah. Noah
0: Syndergaard. Oh, oh, Uh, no. Yeah. Jake DeGrom. Oh, no. Oh. All right. Who's your favorite Met? Ari Dickey. Oh, that's a good pick. I I genuinely like him. Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. Ari Dickey's an excellent pick. That's a genuinely good pick. My favorite Met is Bobby Benia. Oh, yeah. He's still getting paid. Yeah. He's my favorite current New York Met. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: uh he's probably better than some of the players they got on their uh roster right now Dude, Ari hey. Dic- I, uh,
0: hey yo Ari Dickey was a bitch to play against I hated playing yeah. I love him as a player but I hated playing him when he was on the Mets
1: my, my dad and I went to a Pirates Mets game and he pitched and my dad was like uh ah, let's just get the good seats and like we we were like five rows off the field mm-hmm. uh right by the uh Mets dugout mm-hmm. and watching that knuckleball up close
0: <laughs> oh oh man that a was a cool guy too i have his autobiography and I, it's, yeah, it's very interesting
1: yeah so Crazy uh phil's i'm interested mm-hmm. to hear your Phillies
0: pick here boy so many options listen Len Dykstra, mickey morandini uh <laughs> no my favorite. listen it's chase utley uh I, there, there are so many players jimmy rollins is a very close second uh because Jimmy was one of the most consistent Phillies for the majority of his career uh the heart and soul uh, genuinely i think the heart and soul of that team as far as their attitude was concerned even before Utley came up um but listen uh as as mac from uh it's always sunny in philadelphia once told uh sweet d uh, he's a power hitting second baseman d do you have any idea how rare that is uh Very. Our, utley could rake utley could that that you put a pitch up and into Utley. It was in the it was in the seats, and uh, and the, he had one of the greatest plays in World Series history, where he faked the throw to first to throw a guy out at home uh, mm-hmm. to to end a game against the the Rays. Uh, listen, man, World fucking champions, Chase Utley.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, man. Mm-hmm. I went McCutcheon because I couldn't <laughs> get him above Barry Bonds, so I had to get him on the list. So Andrew All right. McCutcheon.
0: Andrew <laughs> right. right.
1: right. yeah. uh,
0: McCutcheon. next? Um, Braves uh john smoltz uh maddox yeah yeah can't go listen the best pitching trios of all time uh smoltz maddox and uh glavin absolutely incredible um that was uh, yeah i can't stand the braves god it's grinding my gears just to think about sorry nationals Hmm. my fa- <laughs> it's uh it's jason worth because i couldn't put him as my okay. favorite philly and uh i love jason worth uh he was a phenomenal philly when he was here he's my favorite player while he was on the team uh but he he left for a big contract which is his right and he went ahead and, and sort of fell apart as a player but this is the player that i love that uh my a friend of mine from from duquesne Addie smith uh hates because she used to uh, work for the i believe the nationals minor league affiliate and uh asked to borrow five dollars from addy to buy a uh a a slushy or a water ice uh or a like a a juice of some sort and then never paid her back (laughs) so this is just to spite her uh but uh but no i'll say jason worth i don't know man okay uh
1: steven strasberg Yep. I uh, actually uh, Mike Larko, uh, Duquesne guy, yeah. and and I we went and saw him uh, during his debut for the uh, Harrisburg Senators Ooh. when they played the Altoona Curve. Okay. Yeah okay we went out to Al-Tuna. yeah
0: it was pretty cool Strasburg is a that first game that he pitched when he was throwing like 90 mile an hour change-ups was bomb. yeah
1: the, against the against the Pirates yep. 14 strikeouts in seven innings yeah I remember
0: it was remarkable <laughs> <laughs> uh Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins um Logan Morrison is my favorite Marlin Lomo. of all time. logo uh Lomo uh because again it's it's a personality thing like uh, they, listen there were some great Marlins teams in the 90s uh no, 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 Forget Logan Morrison. That, that's disrespectful. Not Logan Morrison. Dontro Willis. Loved Dontro Willis. Great pitcher, funky delivery, great crafty lefty. Uh he's <laughs> freaking like a tower on the mound. Uh, career was uh sort of sidelined by weird injuries and just, you know, sort of got in his own head after he uh, near the end of his Marlins career. But I love Dontro Willis. Uh,
1: Josh Beckett for me.
0: Mmm. Big Texan. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's uh yeah. Again, I, I told you I'm going to go pitcher heavy here. So not
0: Carl Pavano. <laughs> American no, Idol. No, no.
1: Yeah, that's, um All right. I, that's All it All right, uh, Let's go. AL.
0: All right, let's do it. Where are we starting?
1: We're starting the uh, east. We'll go Blue Jays.
0: Mm. One, two, three. Jose Bautista. Roy Halladay. No, no, I forgot about Roy already. Oh God, boy, I'm a disgrace. Yeah, it's Roy Halladay. Um. See, I got I got sidelined because I was gonna say Carlos Delgado, but it's Roy. It's Roy Alliday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely Roy, uh, especially with you know the yeah. tragedy. So yeah. You gotta go. Did,
0: did you see any of the? I did not watch it. I, I don't know if I, I'm gonna be able to. But did you watch any of the the documentary on him no. this no. I don't know no, if I'm gonna be I'd able like to. Do to. It.
1: I'm going to try to watch it because I, I really did like him as a baseball player a lot.
0: Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably try to sit down since I'm off this week. I'll,
1: I'll probably watch it. God, what a machine.
0: Absolute machine as a pitcher. Loved him on the on the blue Jays, even before he got to Philly. Um, what's next? Uh, I got the Yankees. Oh, I want to make a change. I want to do one more. Go backtrack. Uh, Washington Nationals. I'm changing it to Vladimir Guerrero because he played for the Expos. Um, Favorite Yankee. Crap. Bernie Williams.
1: Uh, Oh, that's wow. That's that's a really good one. Uh, I went with the low hanging fruit Derek Jeter, but uh, he legitimately was my favorite Yankee.
0: Mm. I'm surprised neither of us went Rivera. Rivera was my second choice. It
1: was it was between Jeter and Rivera for me. But I, Jeter just, you know, again, like he was the face of the 90s in baseball. So sure. You know, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, at least to face of the Yankees in the 90s. So
0: yep. Right, pretty Red, Sox, Red Sox. Still Johnny Damon.
1: <laughs> Johnny Damon. Uh, I yeah. want Roger Clemens. I don't care about the uh, steroid <laughs> stuff. Roger Whoa. Clemens. Was, yeah, I <laughs> love Roger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you had another player in mind, but you might have misremembered him. Hmm? That was a that was a Clemens joke about the testimony he gave to Capitol Hill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he originally oh, yeah. said that he didn't do steroids, uh-huh. but he misremembered. Uh, uh, sorry. All right, Orioles. Uh see, here's the thing. I've heard some not so great stories about Cal Ripken Jr. as uh, attitude off the field, um, but he was also one of my first favorite ball players ever. Yeah. So I'm going to go Cal.
1: I went uh, Mike Musina.
0: Ooh, Moose. Yeah, I saw Mike Musina pitch live once. It was the first uh, Orioles game I ever saw down in Baltimore. Uh, we were up in the nosebleeds, but uh, Musina was pitching and pitched. He pitched like a like a two hitter or something. He was a boss. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, he was just man. He mm-hmm. that couple years. It's I, I get the thing. You know, you. Didn't, he, he didn't do enough. Uh, I understand people say like his resume is not enough for the hall of fame, but if you remember watching him for those few years, man, he was dominant.
0: Yep. And he was awful close too. I mean, listen, he's a borderline hall of famer still today.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tampa Bay.
0: I'm going to pour one out here for Rocco Baldelli, uh, career.
1: There's there's only one answer here, but Rocco Baldelli is almost acceptable.
0: Uh, who's yours? Canseco.
1: (laughs) No, but you're going to love it. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. I, I, I'm going to go Rocco uh, you Deli. Know, okay. Career cut short by the, the that weird muscle condition that he had. Um, but, dude, he and Carl Crawford looked like they were going to form two, uh, the, one of the greatest outfield duos of all time uh, early in their career.
1: I went uh, Fred McGriff.
0: Fred McGriff.
1: Yeah. Just, Pretty because, of Just Mc- because of the commercial.
0: Just because of the commercial. Mm-hmm. It's Griff McGriff yep uh excellent uh, pick excellent pick all right central
1: uh we got the white Sox. <sighs> my
0: favorite white sock of all time oh 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 um Paul Canerco
1: that's a good one that's actually a really good one I uh, go uh Mark Burley
0: Mark Burley oh that's a that's a really good pick Burley is a good pick uh Jermaine Dye was a runner-up for me but Conerco yeah. was was uh, emblematic of those that that era of White Sox baseball, and specifically that World Series team. Um, Burley is an excellent. I, I made I made a
1: terrible terrible mistake. Yeah, when I when I said Barry Larkin, I definitely messed up there. Uh, that I mean, needs to be Ken. Ken Griffey Jr.
0: Uh see he's gonna be my pick for uh for the, the Mariners. Okay. okay,
1: yeah. Well I, he's not my pick for the Mariners. He's definitely my pick for the Reds, and it would be Ooh. Barry Lark in a close second.
0: I have to make that uh that
1: that that okay. That's it. That's adjustment. a
0: huge that's a huge adjustment. That's fine, though. That's fine. Um yeah. all right, Cleveland Sorry, Indians. I was just like
1: going through everything. Uh, Cleveland Indians, I got uh Jim Tomey. Mmm. Cause we used to have a connection in Cleveland uh, when my dad worked for the railroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys that would like uh, like one of his um, mm-hmm. uh, clients worked in uh, he lived in Cleveland. So we would always go to Cleveland on his dime to go to Indians games. He'd like invite my dad and I'd go with him. And that was like Jim Tomy's heyday. So
0: mm. Tomy is a great pick. Uh, Tomy, I, I got some affection for him because of his years in Philly and, um, but, but, but my pick is going to be Kenny Lofton. Ooh, okay. Love me some Kenny Lofton. Uh,
1: no, noted Pittsburgh Pirate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As everybody knows. Um, Kenny Lofton. Yeah. Um, what else? Detroit Tigers.
1: Uh, Miguel Cabrera.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Miggy's, again, in that pure hitter category. Just yeah. a dude who can rake from any anywhere there. Um, oh yeah, I'm trying to. I don't know who else I'd even pick for for that. Dimitri Young. Um, no, it's, it's Miggy. It's Miggy. It's an easy pick. Yeah, that's, that's pretty easy. Um, oh, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Miggy's an excellent pick. I'm going Curtis Granderson. Okay. Recent that's... retiree, Curtis Granderson. Great defensive yeah. player. Great all around okay. player. I kind for-
1: forgot that he was with Detroit. Um,
0: yeah. It was before he got paid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, ah, man, that's, wow. Okay. Uh, uh, that's
0: acceptable. The Royals. it's <laughs> uh, Carlos Beltran
1: Ro- Carlos Beltran for the Royals yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: he just won yeah he did win a World Series with them alright that's good I went Bo Jackson I don't know if he won a Series with them but that was where he started his career Bo Jackson though um, oh no
1: no Carlos Beltran won a World Series with a, with the Asterix yes with the Asterix yeah yeah,
0: yeah but he, Bel-
1: he, I do remember Beltran with the Royals yeah yeah okay yeah he got um, ooh, yeah. bounced around a lot Bo Jackson Bo Jackson for me
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you had to sneak him in there somewhere. Uh, you know, yeah. whether it was going to be football or baseball. Uh, all right. Excellent. Bo Jackson, one of the greatest athletes Twins. ever to play. Twins. Um, oh boy. See, I did not really watch Kirby Puckett play, so I can't really say Kirby. Um, I'm going to go Joe Mauer. Okay. Yeah. Nice
1: nice pick, Mauer.
0: Nice pick, Mauer. <laughs>
1: Well, actually, that was nice pick, Cower. It was well played, Maurer.
0: Well played, Maurer. And, uh, and yeah, well
1: played. It was the nice pick was nice pick, Cower when uh, when he picked Ben Roffel something. Ruffle on something. the something. Uh, NFL yeah on the NFL channel commercial. Remember the they had those uh, draft commercials. Yeah, like the TJ Hushamizoli. Yeah, nice that pick, power. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but nice pick, nice pick, nice pick, Maurer. Uh, twins, I went uh, Johan Santana.
0: Ah, that's a very good
1: pick. Yeah, it was another big-time favorite pitcher of mine. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, the West is where we're getting into two of my favorite pitchers of all time.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe my favorite two pitchers of all time. All right. Uh, you want to start with Houston? Let's start with Houston, yeah. My favorite Houston Astro of all time is... Craig Craig Biggio. Is not Biggio. Although I thought Jeff about Bagwell. it. It was it's Bagwell. Um yeah. with Brad Lidge being a close second, uh, but it's it's Bagwell. Bagwell
1: that, with that Papa Squat uh
0: Yeah. That yeah, that weird stance. like sitting on a stool kind of batting stance. Who's yours? Yep. Is, it, is it Bagwell or is it Biggio?
1: No, oh, oh no, it's Garrett Cole.
0: Oh Garrett Cole. Wow, okay.
1: I had to get him in, man. Like there's you know, these pirates mm-hmm. I, I had to pick Barry Bonds and there's these other pirates that I had to get in, so you know, Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. All um, right, Los Angeles Angels. Angels of Anaheim, of L.A., of Anaheim. Uh, this is easy for me, Mike Trout. It's also Mike Trout for me. Yeah, I don't Talk. think it's even close. I'm sorry, yeah. there's no da- uh, no David Eckstein, no Tim Salmon. This yeah. is uh, Mike, Mike Trout all the way.
1: Yeah, no Salmon, but definitely Trout.
0: Mm, uh, trout fishing in America. All right, Rangers. Uh, I'm going Adrian Beltre for this. Oh, okay. I See, went it, uh, one- Okay, oh, go Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez. I had this you weird know, when I was a little kid. I was
1: a. I had this weird fascination with Juan Gonzalez. I, I just I don't know why, but yeah.
0: You know I can't believe I did this. I have to make some changes here. Forget Adrian Beltre for this. Okay, uh, Juan GON is a, is a good pick for the for the Rangers, but I'm moving Beltre to be my Dodgers pick. Okay, um, my Rangers pick is Pudge Rodriguez. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. I was yeah. I was like, wait a minute. There's an obvious ranger pick that i'm forgetting and pudge was my favorite catcher for uh, for years and years and years so yeah good good on you all right good Good on you who's next
1: uh we'll go mariners now these these are the two players that are my two favorite pitchers of all time
0: all right, so you're going to on this one. So I, I've got a guess. Uh, so uh, my my favorite's Ken Griffey Jr. Um, here. Yeah, well,
1: it was, was going to be Ken Griffey Jr., but I I had like I can't not mention Felix Hernandez. So. Okay,
0: King Felix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh, had an unceremonious end to his career, but the the, the first yeah. twelve years or so, dude was money.
1: And I was so happy to see him finally get a, a Cy Young award.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, he was a machine yeah. right
1: here too. Yeah, yeah, Felix Hernandez is, I mean, I I would say my top, I think my number one all-time favorite pitcher and then my number two all-time favorite pitcher are going to be back-to-back here, and number two is Felix Hernandez.
0: Okay, so your number one overall pitcher, of course, is a uh, member of the Oakland Athletics then. Uh, yeah. Who is it? Is it Barry Zito? Barry Zito, 100%. Mm, the Southpaw. Dude, he's a he was he was phenomenal. And he was he, he was a little bit of an oddball too, right? Like he was like a surfer dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, big he man. uh yeah, man. Uh when he was big when I was really getting into pitching. And I when I learned how to throw a curveball, the person who taught me how to throw a curveball taught me that slow looper. Mm. And so when I started seeing Barry Zito pitch, I immediately started wearing high socks. Um, I became a lefty. No, I, um, mm. I, I tried doing everything I could to be like Barry Zito and that slow looping curveball was one of the, the things that I did. Mm.
0: Yeah. The, the, the borderline EFIS pitch. Yeah. But move Barry Zito is an excellent, yeah. excellent pitcher. Um, yeah. my pick. So, okay. So here's the deal. The correct answer is Jason Giambi. My answer is Mark Kotze. Mark Kotze. <laughs> um, so this is going to go back to the MVP baseball game. So in MVP baseball, 2005, my fantasy draft, every time I started a fantasy team was to get Albert Pujols and then assemble an outfield of Carl Crawford, Rocco Baldelli and Mark Katze. They had all the speed in the world, all the defense in the world, and they could all rake. Uh, I could not, I cannot speak to anything that Mark Kotze has done in an actual Oakland athletics uniform. <laughs> I know, listen, Mark That's Mulder, fair. there's some great A's. Mark Mulder was an excellent pitcher. There's Zito, there's Giambi. You know, there's more recent players. Oh, what's it? Rajay Davis, if you want to pick a more recent athletic. Um, what's his name? Donaldson. But listen, Mark, I've had great memories with virtual Mark Otse. So give me virtual and real life Mark Katze is my favorite A.
1: There you go. Um, we did it, man. We got through the NBA and the MLB.
0: We've named wow. uh, between the four sports, we've named like 120 plus players between a lot of us. Uh, yep. and, well, 120 plus each. Uh, each. So over like up to 240, 250 players. Hi, Dios mío, Eddie. Where does the yep. time go? I don't know, man. I don't know. You have any so, final thoughts for the listeners or any final thoughts on our favorite players from any of these leagues?
1: I do not. I, uh, you had a lot of really good baseball picks, man. I I was impressed <laughs> with your baseball picks. That was good stuff.
0: My reservoir of like turn of the millennium baseball knowledge is is pretty deep. I will say that. I, I I've I've fallen off baseball a little, little, little bit over the last couple of years, but man, from like ninety eight to two thousand and ten, I am just a vault.
1: Yeah, I uh I I was impressed, man. You you definitely got and you had, sorry. And you had some to losing his mind, so I was, like, stopping.
0: He's. he's I enjoyed your away. NBA picks because I just enjoyed the shuffle of players because it was like, oh, boy, I forgot that Patrick Ewing played for this team. Uh, uh,
1: well, yeah. Well, then, okay, so here's where it all started. It, it all started with Allen Iverson because I had to get Allen Iverson in. And so I was like, okay, I can't take Joel Embiid out, but I have to get Allen Iverson in. So I know he played for the Nuggets. So I was like, I'll put him in for the Nuggets. And I was like, oh, but wait, I got to get Carmelo Anthony in. So I was like, okay, I... Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll put him in for the trailblazers because I don't know where else to put him. Mm-hmm. And, um, Shaq, like I wasn't going to put him above Kobe and Paul Pierce. So I was like, okay, I'll throw him down at the, mm-hmm. um, and I had to get my cousin in. So I had to get, I had to get white chocolate in, so I had to put him in with the, with the, uh, with the heat. So I couldn't put Shaq in with the heat. So it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to keep shuffling things around until mm-hmm. we get somewhere
0: yeah, so, yeah. Hey, it's a so, domino effect but it worked you got all the big ones in there you got all the uh, big that's ones. right all right yep. eddie if people want to uh let's read your uh your tweets about sports uh and and the like uh news whatever uh of course eddie can be followed on twitter at eddie underscore p underscore 412 on twitter i'm available at mkasnel, that's m-k-a-s-z-n-e-l uh, on Twitter. And of course, you can follow the podcast at Keystone C2C. That's the letter C, the number two, and the letter C. You can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and many podcast aggregating platforms. Uh, and you can email God, what is our email? Is it Keystone C, it's C to C at gmail.com? Yes. Keystone C, the number two, and then the letter C at gmail.com if you have questions you want us to answer on the show.
1: All right, it. man. We did it, buddy. We did it. Say goodbye oh, to the got listeners. To it.
0: Goodbye, listeners. Love your brother, everybody. Love your sister. For Eddie Provident, my name is Matt Casnell. Sing. Have a great night. And as always, very pleasant tomorrow.